Hi, everybody. This is Chris Sarandon. Welcome to Fright Night Minute for real. Welcome to Fright Night. <laughs> Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin, and Len is uh, on assignment again, if you want to call it that. He's in Transylvania or something. I don't know. But uh, we want to welcome to the podcast from the real Jaws Minute, Jeremy Sternhagen and Tyson Ferris. Hello. Hello. Ahoy. Welcome. <laughs> I forgot. You have to get the uh, the catchphrase in. Yeah. We don't have one of those. Uh, I, I, I don't know. We just tell people you're... You're so cool. I don't it, know. It, it's it's best not to push it. It's just uh, they come they come organically. Well, what's what's perfectly uh, apropos of this week's minutes is that we use the word "real" in our podcast title, "Real Jaws Minute," and uh-huh. this is the week where we get to hit uh, the welcome to Fright Night for real. For real. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, uh, for real. <laughs> well, guys, uh, thank you for coming on to my podcast. I'm so glad you guys are both Fright Night fans i'm assuming uh J- jeremy uh, uh is well m- more well versed than more well versed that's not right uh he's more uh, into <laughs> it than i am but uh i really enjoy it and i was actually introduced to it by jeremy in uh, college so um but i guarantee oh, nice. his his view counts are far surpassed mine <laughs> yeah i i am definitely the uh, fright night enthusiast between tyson and i and uh i love 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 this movie <laughs> Well, well. How early did, in life did you did you watch this, Jeremy? Uh, I'm 40 years old, and I first uh-huh. saw it probably in 1991 or two. I would say, nice. Uh, right around the time I was, you know, 12, 13 years old, when I was discovering the vast majority of movies in my life. You know, anything PG-13 or R-rated, you know, <laughs> was coming in droves to me at that point. Where my parents were just like, whatever, <laughs> yeah, don't care. I think rent that, it. that was right around the time when uh, Gary Oldman. Dracula was coming out too just thinking of other vampire movies around the time <laughs> yep yep and uh, we've mentioned that movie a few times on our own podcast I think how does uh, Jaws I was going to say how does Jaws relate to Dracula <laughs> I yeah. guess they both have fangs <laughs> uh, there was an episode where we were, we were playing like six degrees of separation and, oh. uh, and somehow Dracula was part of it I wow. don't even remember how. <laughs> I, I do not remember this <laughs> you can bring in fictional characters I didn't know that's how that game worked <laughs> we were avoiding we had to do it by avoiding director, I think. Oh, we were okay. purely doing Oh, wait, no, no, I think. We were purely doing it on cast, it. Okay, yeah. yeah anyway. so. I, there's no way I could tell you which minute that happened on. So. Yeah, well, I, I suppose everybody needs to, to uh, get to your podcast and listen. I'm sure you guys have more listeners than I will by the time this comes out, but who knows? <laughs> If anybody's not listening to Real Jaws Minute, you should go check it out. Uh, Yes, you should. I agree. (laughs) This is uh, Minute 86 of Fright Night. It begins with Peter shaking his wood and uh, ends with Peter finding Charlie. (laughs) 
I was really, really excited to have uh, uh, Jaws fans on here because uh, we have this theory. I've been trying not to repeat every week of this podcast, but it makes sense uh, to talk to you guys about it. Um, it's called my. It's called the Quint theory. Okay. Uh, so we're. We, I basically have the theory that uh, Quint is Charlie Brewster's dad. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. First evidence. You look around Charlie Brewster's house. No dad. Okay. So mm-hmm. therefore, there, oh, there's yeah. my first, there's the first clue. There's a need of a dad. <laughs> okay. Okay. Solid second. so far. <laughs> second. Uh, this is actually where it first sprang up. Looking around Charlie Brewster's house. I don't know how detailed you've gotten into your viewing. And obviously we're not in the Brewster house uh, at all in these minutes. Uh, but. But uh, looking around his house, you see a lot of ships. And it's just like, why Why so much nautical stuff? It, it doesn't make any sense. This movie takes place in Iowa. <laughs> I don't even know if I knew that. Yeah. I don't know if I a, paid attention that much. It's a town called Rancho Corvallis, a fictional town in, in Iowa. So it's not like they're living near the sea. Uh, I don't know how close Iowa is to the Great Lakes. I'm not that good at geography, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, not that, I mean, closer than yeah. closer than not, but like, <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah. really, yeah, pertain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now I bring on the damning evidence, which is why I went back and listened to uh, your minutes where you guys were introducing Quint, the old nails in the chalkboard minute. Mm-hmm. And you talked about a deleted scene. Yes. <laughs> in that deleted scene, Quint hobbles across the road to a music shop. Behind the music shop, or behind the behind the counter of the music shop is a young woman, and he's there to get piano wire. It's good to catch sharks with. And on a stool playing, I don't know, the flute or the oboe or something, is a young boy. And he's playing away, and Quint just, just teases him relentlessly. And, uh, you know, while this young woman is in the back uh, getting the piano wire. And it's just this funny scene. It got cut from the movie. He's like, da-da-da-da-da. And the kid's trying to play. He's looking very nervous. Um, The young woman behind the counter is played by Dorothy Fielding, who plays Judy Brewster in this movie. And I posit to you folks that Charlie Brewster is sitting in that stool. And Quint, being his father, is harassing his son before going back out to the ocean again. (laughs) (laughs) That is a perfect reason for him to be there, harassing some random kid. Yeah. uh, Wow. That's like, what is this problem with this kid? Obviously, it's because it's his son. And what's this pansy doing playing a flute when he should be out in the ocean, you know, hoisting buoys and things? I don't know. (laughs) And the math works out. Because that kid, you know, let's presume he's 18 in 1985. Right. Ten years prior. Yeah. God, that's... Wow, man. Well done, sir. And again, what's with the nautical stuff in this house? And where's the dad? He's been eaten by a shark, and obviously Judy had a lot of nautical crap. She got the hell out of Amity, and uh, uh, for good reason. Her husband was eaten by a shark, and nobody was taking the shark thing seriously. Wow. I I fully endorse that. You've got it trademarked. Uh, and it's, it's yeah. stamped and approved by the real Jaws Yes. Hey, oh, and, so hey, and uh, to bring us back to the, uh, this minute, um, that's nothing to shake a stick at. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting wow. us back on track. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we start off with uh, Peter uh, putting on a determined face. And yes, he, he, he shakes his stick at that scary house and steps into the billowing fog that surrounds it. Um, I personally think the fog's a bit much. <laughs> the, uh, it you looks know, like there's just smoke machines all around the house, but yet there's nothing. <laughs> I, actually, I, actually, I actually posit that it's not smoke machines and actually uh, dry ice. Dry because, ice? Okay. Because yeah. uh, uh, smoke machines will actually fill a void, whereas uh, dry ice will fall. And uh, so I think the way if you watch it, um, it, I I just I've worked with uh, on sets with smoke machines before. And, uh, you know, it just fills the entire area. And uh, whereas this is like this is like pouring down the sides of the house from the east and stuff. So uh, only dry ice will do that because it always goes to the lowest point. So, So, Robin, are you saying it's a bit much in terms of like production design by the filmmakers or a bit much narratively in the movie or both? I almost think they let the, you know. Like you said, dry ice, get a little bit out of control. I mean, it's supposed to look really spooky and scary. But if you think about this in like it's a it's a house in the suburbs. If somebody went by that place, they'd be like, holy shit, that house is on fire. (laughs) I have have a theory on that. And that and this is is the smokiest movie of the 80s, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, that this is here's where I here's how I've always viewed this movie is that uh, Jerry Dandridge has moved into the neighborhood. And let's be honest, he is not trying hard at all to conceal his identity from anyone. Like the first, you know, the the neighbor, the the teenage kid right next door, they basically might as well put a sign on the front lawn that says, yep, vampire. Yeah. At least from Charlie's point of view, that's the way it feels, you know, because... Well, I mean, he's not good at covering his tracks. He had a prostitute taxi cab to his house and murdered her, and then she was on the news the next day. With the lights on and the window open, and that was the other girl. That was Uh, a teenage girl. So my, my theory is that Jerry Dandridge, he loves theatrics. He is putting on a show, and the only reason that there is smoke pouring off the house, or fog, or whatever you want to call it, is that's him, his vampire power enveloping the house, and that's what he wants. You now, know, like, you, look at his coffin. Maybe I'm jumping now, ahead. But. Yeah, but do you, do, you, do you think that, uh, uh, now, do you think that, because uh, vampires can, uh, you know, envelop the mind of uh, uh, their, their prey, right? Um, um, do you think, I think you could reasonably uh, say that maybe this is only being seen by Peter uh, Vincent. P- by Peter Vincent. I, um, I like that theory. To, uh, to uh, actually, uh, you know, coincide with, uh, you know, his, uh, you know, degrade films that he starred mm-hmm. in, you know. <laughs> so my point of view on this movie is hmm. that obviously this exists in a world where cheesy vampire movies are a thing. Yeah. And the way that the movie breaks that fourth wall down between movies and reality, Jerry Dandridge is probably, either the movies always had it right, just like Peter Vincent says, you know, it's just like in the movies. Yeah, in these, in these minutes. Yeah. Right, in yeah. these minutes. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. Um, or Jerry Dandridge is also a fan of these movies, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to put on that show. You know, I'm going to be like... Well, I, I think he very Lee much or... is a fan of those movies, or at least finds them, you know, at least a lot. Amusing. Yeah. yeah. Amusing, um, yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> Jerry Dandridge loves... I mean, doesn't he acknowledge that well, he, knows he Peter wants Vincent? Peter Vincent to come to his house? Right, like very much so. <laughs> it's like part of his plan. Yeah, yeah. He, he does in that in that first meeting. He does say that he's seen all his movies. Now I'm not yeah. sure if he's BSing him or 
or or not, uh, you know? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he has. Okay. I, I yeah, and I, I I mean, if I was a vampire, I would love to have Peter Cushman come over to my house, <laughs> right? I would love nothing more than that, yeah. and then yeah. just scare the piss out of him, right? That's like the, <laughs> that's two of the reasons why this movie works so well for me is it works in and of itself on its own terms as a straight up vampire movie, you know, little comedy mixed in, while simultaneously having you know having straddling both sides of the fence as almost a spoof of like the hammer vampire movies of the 50s and 60s and 70s right where the theatrics of it all are just way over the top but the movie like it's this movie is literally the definition to me of having your cake and eating it too where you get to just the movie is just coated smothered in this like gothic production design Mm -hmm. yet it works totally well within the uh, context of the movie. Shout out to John DeCure, production designer uh, for this movie. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. You know he doesn't get mentioned enough. At, yeah, uh, on, on this show, that for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think this is a per- like a perfect movie. That's why we decided to do it minute by minute. But it is, and it's funny. You kind of uh, watch this in regular time, and Peter approaching the house, and we, you just kind of go, "Oh gosh, wow, spooky," you know. But then when you're sitting down there, like watching the minute over and over again, you're like, hmm, "Is that a lot of smoke or?" Is that- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, just me. <laughs> if you just watch this minute out of context, absolutely. But to yeah, me, yeah. and this is on my notes, and I struggled because when you first offered us to come on to this minute, the first scene I thought of was the scene that just precedes this with uh, the death of Evil Ed. Uh, and yeah. that is an amazing scene in and of itself. But that perfectly segues into this scene with like Roddy's performance, the way he comes out, the look he gives to Jerry's house, and you can see him like steal of- himself. Yeah, kind of steal himself, yeah. To go yeah. into this house. And if you think about it in the context of what he just did, like what the smoky, the foggy house is like, you're almost not even noticing it. Uh-huh. Like it's a very um, deliberate shot and you kind of go like, oh yeah, yep. But coming off this scene with uh, the wolf and Evil Ed, like this is the moment where you, it's clearly like, okay, third act, let's go. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's like the kind of the, that's why Tyson let me pick the minutes we were going to be on since he wasn't as familiar with the movie and I'm like I went scanned through all of them like oh yeah 86 through 90 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and uh, by the way if you look through those that guest book and uh, I tried writing little descriptions I could not I just gave up on trying to get it to stop autocorrecting to the the IE spelling of Charlie so <laughs> just in case you looked at them well this guy doesn't even know how to spell Charlie's name right uh-huh. <laughs> I just gave up <laughs> well my uh, my notes uh, have IE because uh, I didn't notice that it was spelled differently so <laughs> <laughs> yeah he spells it with an ey we are just like i don't know uh, we're hoping to have tom holland on at, at, at the end of our our production kind of like a, a bonus and a post-mortem what have you oh, that's and that's going to be one of my first questions like why ey just what just why yeah, uh, yeah. but I, you know I'm curious to know myself <laughs> the so. the final note i have for this minute is just again back to the production design but also the sound design just the fact that not only do you have the fog pouring off the house but there's like creaks and groans yeah and there's a really wonderful little creak of a like a a, a very specific step on the staircase that roddy yep gets. oh we haven't even got to that yet though yeah but even out on the outside of the house the uh, house sounds like a, a, oh, right. a boat yeah you know it's creaking and groaning uh-huh. from the outside yeah and it, it, it's funny when charlie was 
was approaching the house earlier, it is as if the house is like, don't even come in here. You don't want to come here. This is, this is, you know, it's like the house has taking on a life of its own, you know, whether by Jerry or whether it's, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, a haunted house because there's a vampire living in it. Yeah. Um, uh, something I always thought of as a missed opportunity. Um, and this was probably on my 50th viewing of this movie is that when Char- <laughs> and I'm jumping back to a minute that's already passed, but when Charlie first enters the house, Jerry Dandridge should have, as a joke, had a Peter Vincent movie playing on this TV. <laughs> or, yeah, that you know, would have been great. <laughs> a little orgy yeah, of the damned might, playing. Yeah, yeah that totally. might have been a little too on the nose, but... <laughs> As you can tell, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this movie. So, so I appreciate uh, it. So my my note, I don't know if we are here yet, but uh, my note uh, uh, that I have uh, note that I have is uh, uh, when he finally gets to the door at the end of a minute. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. This is our yeah. Yeah. Uh, he gets to the door and he says uh, he says Charlie, and the way he says it, all I can think of is Grandpa Joe from <laughs> Grandpa uh, Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate. <laughs> Oh, oh, God. Charlie. Yeah. He goes, Charlie, Charlie. And, I was like, and then he's like, he's like, are you there? You know, it's like, yeah. And it's like, oh, I just, man. I, I, I just, I just wait, I'm waiting for him to like ask if he's got the golden ticket, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> if only, uh, if only Charlie yeah. and Peter could, ju- it, you know, just had to burp to get out of that house alive. You know, yeah, it'd totally, be great. Totally, yeah. <laughs> be a totally different movie. But <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 I'm, I still haven't even had haven't entered the house yet in my notes, but uh, um, so so yes, yeah, so yeah. Peter steps into the house and, and quietly shuts the door. And I, I love it's it's so funny that he remembers to shut the door. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's very polite, but you know uh, it does clear up a big mystery. He 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 wasn't raised in a barn, so we know that about his past. Did you did you know what his real name is by the way? Uh, the character. Oh, I yeah. assume it's not Peter Vincent, but I must admit I didn't catch that. On well, the I think he says that it's a stage name. Yeah. Yes. He does. Yeah. Yeah. This is this now, happened to us on Jaws Minute where I've seen the movie so many times that I sometimes when I'm watching it I just kind of go on autopilot. Yeah. And I'm and I'm looking for things I haven't seen before rather than listening I, to things. I, I think I read I think I read that it's in the novelization, but not the it, movie. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh there's been uh, gosh, you know, I, I I do hope you listen to our my podcast because there's been so many times when I have uh I've referred to that novelization and just gone <laughs> but uh of According to the novelization, now in is the it, movie, obviously, it, is the novelization not very good? Uh, it, it has all these strange motivations for the characters. Charlie is such a jerk in it, like a real jerk. Like he leaves Peter crying when he goes to see Amy, you know, and uh, <laughs> and it's really just like you know, f you, basically, and leaves. Uh, uh, and Evil Ed has this whole like jealousy thing going on, and and uh, it's just, it's just I don't know when the it's like I don't want to get into the character's heads that much and i'm not sure if tom holland was thinking that so uh but anyway in the book and and maybe that he got this from a script note or something uh uh the peter's peter's name is herbert mccoolahy <laughs> that's more appropriate is he actually even british i would i would assume he's mm-hmm. affecting a british accent just because he's constantly in character uh, i don't know he's pretty scared a lot of, you know and he still has the the accent going i think <laughs> So. Yeah, I, I don't think he's that. I think I think you think he's a better actor than he actually is, Jer. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, that's my problem is I've seen this movie so many times. Like, I, I'm dead serious when I say Roddy McDowell, and I've seen most of his movies. Like, this is Best Supporting Actor nominee territory. <laughs> as, far yeah. as, 
Yeah. He's great. He's, he's fantastic. He's, he's really great because it, it, uh, uh, I, was, I was actually was talking to my uh, father this morning who uh, uh, was on our podcast for a few minutes. Uh, but uh, he's like, Fright Night. He goes, I don't know that one. I go, yeah, it's got Roddy McDowell. And he's playing Peter uh, Vincent, vampire killer, uh, you know, like of like Hammer-esque Peter sort Cushing, of. Cushing, Vincent Price. Yeah, I go, so you've got Peter Cushing slash Vincent Price kind of combined he's together. He's much more Peter Cushing than he is. He's he, Well, and definitely Price. his screen person. Persona is definitely more Peter Cushing yeah. than uh, Vincent Price, but in, in I don't know in act in theatricality, I think he feels a little bit more Price. Yes, than, oh uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but um, I do, I just love the levels that he's playing it because he's playing it as this real hack actor. Oh, um, he's been quoted as saying that he's he say, he says that Peter Vincent is is dreadful as an, he was like a dreadful ham actor. He says. Yeah, but then but then him in uh, like real life, he's he's not like being Roddy or no, like him him playing. Oh, when, yeah, so he's playing two parts in the movie. He's playing yeah. literally yeah, two characters, like, right? Why like, he's worthy of a nomination. Yeah, yeah, there's mm. the, uh, I like this because I am in it, you know? Yeah, uh, and, <laughs> yeah well, when he, toward this, his character arc through the whole movie is one of the most enjoyable things to watch. Like, he has an arc, right? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Charlie, you know, everybody else, I don't know. I mean, shoot, he, he finds he finds God, doesn't he? Uh, the whole, you have to have faith for the Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, he literally finds... Sorry. Uh, we yeah. we we have Father David Mary on next week. We're going to be talking that through quite a bit. <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. So so when he steps into the house uh, after closing the door, he hoists the uh, giant box on his shoulder. And I I always ask uh, our guests, what, what, what do you guys think about that giant box that he carries around? I like the lambskin. Uh, yeah, that's um, nice. Yeah, that's it's a nice. It's a, yeah, it's a nice touch. Uh, <laughs> like to no, me, I, it's like it's like a. It, it, it it's, goes it's, back to it's laughably yeah. big. It's huge. Yeah, how is that feasible? <laughs> no, it's but but it's a callback. You know, it's a earlier vampire movies. Um, yeah, that, that's know, what I just looked at it. So when I had seen this movie for the first time, I think I had seen maybe Horror of Dracula, the first Christopher Lee Hammer movie. So I didn't have this mm. encyclopedic knowledge of all the vampire. I'd seen Bela Lugosi's, all the Universal ones. I I had been seeing. I don't remember when they first saw those but just that that look that feel was already like in my well and this, my this film doesn't exist without Hammer right so I had books that I checked out from the library that referenced the Hammer movies but mm-hmm. in my podunk little town you couldn't just go rent you know Scars of Dracula yeah Robin I don't know if those movies are on your radar at all, all the... oh they are on my radar I've watched a couple of them in the last couple of years but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know I it, it, it doesn't stick very well no. it, gets, it, it gets kind of you know dry but yeah I, I do plan on going back because I I feel like that's a that's a void I need to. I, need I to love go. them all, but what's interesting is most of the movies that homage Hammer are mm-hmm. almost better at Hammer than Hammer was. Uh. You know? <laughs> that's interesting. So you know whether it's Bram Stoker's Dracula or Fright Night or Sleepy Hollow or anything mm-hmm. Tim Burton's done, right? Mm-hmm. Like anyway, I've, I've, uh, Woman in Black, which actually oh was, yeah yeah that is actually a was a Hammer the Return of Hammer. the Return of Hammer. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I never didn't see that one. Yeah. It's actually quite good. But yeah, this I would say Fright Night owes equal parts universal as it does for Hammer. I don't want to overstate the Hammer part. The fact that it's in color makes me assume Hammer, but really if you watch it it's probably well, I just feel like the the yeah, the, the the Peter Peter Vincent character and then uh the just uh just the really the look of a 
lot of the stuff and uh, some of the gore and stuff. It's just, it's just really, I, I really oh, yeah. think uh, the director is just like Tom Holland. Yeah, I, oh, I just think he's just like he's like, oh man, I'm just gonna hammer this baby up. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he obviously you know grew up on those. And yeah, I, I um, would. Uh, I'm very jealous if you actually get to sit down and hang out. With yeah, that's freaking awesome. Uh, well, we've had Chris Sarandon and Jonathan Stark in the show so far. Wow, so. that's also he, crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, we're we pretty much lost our shit, but <laughs> awesome people, awesome people. Um, so Chris, uh, Chris, yeah, Randed, I'm curious. Uh, the do you have you have you listened to both running commentaries for this movie? Oh yeah, the All okay. Kinds of Fright. Yes, I synced those yes. up to my Blu-ray long before those. Aren't they aren't they actually present on the most recent Blu-ray release of Fright Night? I have not gotten that yet. I have it just on DVD, quite honestly, and I've gotten I've listened to the commentaries and sunk them up with the DVD as well as uh, watched a streaming version of You're So Cool, Brewster, because it's available, I think, on Shudder. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen that yet, which is a shame. So I actually, good, so good. Yeah, I've tried, and I don't have Shudder, and I'm also just, life is full, so. Yeah, exactly. I'll get around. <laughs> it, it's a I will one. watch it. Yeah, um, but uh, I, yeah, I took a lot of notes, and, and like our, our thing with our podcast was I told Len, can you just wait till after we we're done with the podcast that way one of us doesn't know all this you know trivia <laughs> yeah. so uh he, he's played that part but he's yeah. he's the super fan he's got like a fright night tattoo he's got posters and action uh, figures and let me guess is it is it evil ed's vampire face with the cross burned in his head no yeah. it's amy amy oh, toothy mouth yeah i was oh, gonna say is it amy shark mouth that was my guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh this is good. yeah <laughs> So so Peter peers around the foyer and stops when he hears the sounds of digging and then heads up the stairs. And I wonder if he if he knows what's happening down there. I mean, I, I last time he knew Charlie was thrown over the side of the stairs. And I'm thinking, does he wonder if maybe they're burying Charlie down there? Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually didn't totally get what that moment was. Uh, oh, where he like pauses and he pauses and he looks and I'm like, what is he looking yeah. at? And I guess I maybe. Maybe I didn't hear the uh, the digging sounds, but yeah. Uh, but uh, there is a bit of a continuity thing here, which is great. When he steps up the stairs, you hear that creak, which is going to mm-hmm. come into play later. Yeah, and then um, there there's some sniffles. Yeah, I do. I do love uh, Roddy's uh, reaction to like, oh, whatever, and he makes this like wonderful little face as he stands up the <laughs> stairs. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. very it's very funny. Um, yeah, Roddy never and, misses a, an opportunity not one second in this movie to do to affect something in his performance yeah like he's, he's great he's, but without being too much do you yeah. know what I mean like he mm-hmm. just plays it it's yeah. such a tightrope to like like do that sort of thing and not be like campy about it do you know yeah. what I mean and yeah. I just don't ever feel camp from him like no not at all and, and it, it's so, he could he comes so close to it and he just never goes over it's really great yeah. I think the campiest that he that he gets that I could think of recently is when he runs out of the house earlier. Um, like it's a Scooby-Doo cartoon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, after it, he uh, notices that lack of reflection. Oh, no, no, no. The, uh, when, when Charlie gets thrown over the 
staircase. Oh, and he okay, run, okay. runs out of there. Oh yeah, he just yeah he just screams out of there. Yeah, but I think that's a that's kind of a, a homage almost to the cowardly lion character that he's supposed to be kind of uh, playing as well. Yeah. Oh, I never I never thought of that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. Absolutely. So uh, Peter follows the sniffles to uh, Jerry's bedroom door. The sniffles are you know very they sound very, they're they're pretty loud <laughs> from like halfway down the stairs, but you know whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're very they're very canned. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that, I don't. somebody right behind me. <laughs> yeah. Blow your nose. I was like I was like wow uh, they dug that out of the, the sound department <laughs> archives. You know. Well, that's the part of the charm of this movie is a lot of the sound effects are clearly like just you know catalog sound effects. Yeah. 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 And I'm like that's no way the actor doing that. Like, <laughs> so. yeah, when he approaches the door, I love in the light that the steak, like how red that steak looks. <laughs> it looks like a like lipstick. That thing is. It's wonder. Uh, it's wonderfully eighties red. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas seventies seventies, uh, it would have been uh, it would have been had an orange tint to it. Yeah. <laughs> so. And yeah, this is where he knocks on the door, and uh, and Charlie jumps up and uh, runs to the door, and that's pretty much it for this minute. Yeah. Um, he's yeah, hoping that, that he, he's hoping that he has the golden ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess we'll find out uh, tomorrow uh, if they do have the golden t- if he does have a golden ticket because that'd be wonderful. Um, <laughs> they could leave in a big glass elevator, just smash through the top of uh, the Danger House. Cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> he does need to cheer up. He's all sad. Uh, Charlie, you get nothing. Uh, <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, did, did you guys have any more uh, notes I, for, for we, this month? We got it. We got it all. Well, uh, can you let everybody know? We've talked about it a lot, but let everybody know where, where to find you. Hey, folks, check us out on The Real Jaws Minute. And uh, we're Jeremy and Tyson, and uh, we're just uh, getting ready to uh, get going on season two coming up here. So uh, Ooh. be checking that out. So, yeah. I was wondering if you guys were doing Jaws 2. Yes and uh, no. We, we, uh, yes and no. So, uh, <laughs> we'll be very coy, and uh, you'll have to check okay. out our podcast to find out. So It will be discussed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just recently did a, uh, a rewatch, you know, being uh, 4th of July recently. And, uh, it, of course, love Jaws. Uh, enjoyed Jaws 2 more than I thought I would, and just absolutely did not enjoy 3 and 4 <laughs> as much as I did maybe back when I was a kid watching them. That's uh, pretty much the general consensus, I would say. <laughs> Of all the Jaws I wouldn't know because I've never seen them. So if, oh. you, if you want to hear a sequel version uh, talk about those, uh, check us out. Um, awesome. And we recently just uh, recorded, uh, speaking of 4th of July, we uh, did a, a little crossover special, uh, Jaws references uh, in Stranger Things 3. So, oh, uh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of 4th of July in that thing. So that's, that's just true. that's just one of the many um, in that season. So Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. All right. Well, uh, I guess it's time to put a stake in this one. Please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Min. Send your feedback to Fright Night Minute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm and Jeremy. I'm Tyson. <laughs> I knew it would be fun to spring that on you guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Wow. <laughs> well, have a Fright Night, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> He's a vampire. A what? <laughs> You're so cool.